I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Greetings, adventurers. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Well, Riley, before we get too far removed from the previous stories, you did say you saw something in that basement, so I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, um, there was one time... And I had to go down there. I don't really remember why I had to go down there. I really didn't want to. I did not want to go to the basement that day. Go over to the basement door. And I'm like, okay, it's dark in the basement. I'm going to open this door. And I'm going to turn on the light really fast so that nothing can be there. So I open the door. And something is already there. Down at the bottom of the stairs. It's really freaky. It was pretty tall. It had like long flowing black robes. Um, its face wasn't like a person face. It was like a, a some kind of animal skull, like just kind of elongated. Oh. And um, it had like antlers that, that came off of it. It started to lift its hand and the, the robes kind of fell back a little bit. It had these long bell sleeves and it lifted its hand up. And I just saw like this discolored gray long finger just coming out from under the rose and it had just like gnarly looking like yellowed out nails and I didn't stick around to see what it was trying to do I slammed the door closed and I ran and 
I don't know what I needed in the basement or if it ever actually got done, but I was out of there. It was, it was really bad. And that was before the night in the kitchen. So when that feeling came over me, mm. I heard the creak on the stairs. Oh. I already knew the damn thing could move. And so I just did not want that experience. I didn't want it at all. That's a lot for a 10 year old to endure. Yeah. I mean, and did you just tell your parents about that constantly or did they kind of, yeah, no, yeah, you or what I happened? had this understanding that I should not tell my parents any of mm. the things that I saw that probably weren't really there because then they would think I was crazy. So I didn't really, I talked to my sisters about it. That was kind of my outlet. It's definitely convincing me that the other thing was protecting you from it, you know? Well, that I mean, that might play out to be true because if it was the same thing that I saw later, like in this house, the thing that I saw here did turn around, even though it was really scary when I saw it, did turn around and protect me from something else. So you Ooh. saw something at this house that you're currently at? Yeah, I've kind of seen them things always, not always bad things, thankfully. That's it makes the pills a little easier to swallow because I know that there's nice things too. But I did, uh, I've seen a few things here. I had a problem with like a gray, it was like a cloud when sometimes it would be like a, a skinny, sickly looking bald guy. And my son actually saw that at one point too. And I had a friend that stayed here and she saw that. That one was more just, annoying than anything he was kind of sticky so like every time I would throw him out he would kind of bounce back and he causes me trouble like in the kitchen and stuff pushing stuff around or um trying to like if I'm trying to open a can opener and mm -hmm. I it really just feels like something is actively spinning my hands the other way and I have carpal tunnel really bad so it's already hard for me to open this can and so it feels like something's just like providing opposite pressure to where I can't do what I need to do what um, do you mean like when you say you would throw him out I would kind of meditate a little bit and just like I build up a whole bunch of energy and just push it out to all the corners of the room. And then I would um, usually walk through the house saying like the Lord's Prayer or, you know, just praying or talking about just kind of general words. I'm very religious if you guys haven't pulled that already. And it usually works. Like for most things, I don't have to do that a lot, but some, some things are just sticky and they just want to keep coming back. Like if I find something that I don't like, I will get rid of it that way. If it's, it doesn't cause me any problems and, you know, then we coexist, yeah. um, which is kind of what the second thing that was in the new house, because this is a brand new build. We're the first owners here, but we had another, like a shadow figure in our bathroom, in the master bathroom that ended up causing me some problems. And she, I, I don't know why, I just say she feels like a feminine energy. She started out pretty harmless, looking smaller, like a, like a little girl, like a child. Hmm. And she was very shy and she didn't really want to be seen. And she would just kind of peek out and look at things. And if you saw her, she just stepped back away. So I was like, well, okay, well, if you're there and I'm here, nobody's hurting each other, then that's fine. I won't look at you and I won't talk about you. And I didn't for a long time, but I had mentioned it to a friend of mine over a text message. My poor husband accidentally discovered that one day and he was like, what's this that you're talking about? And he was standing right in front of our bathroom door when he said it. And me and her had this like unspoken agreement that we wouldn't talk about her in the house. And she just like, she got mad. She showed up right there. As soon as he started uh -oh. talking about her, right behind him too. He doesn't oh know gosh. this. He doesn't want, to, he doesn't want to know anything about any of this. And right behind him, she showed up and she was bigger and she was mad and she was like angry. And she, um, sometimes she'd have like these little flashes of like yellow eyes. Um, but after that, 
like when she got angry, they moved over to red. And every time I saw eyes after that, it was always red. And then she started being more menacing. And it's like, every time you see her, she'd be like glaring at you. Just like standing in the shadow, being mad at you. And I would tell her, I was like, no, you can't do that. Uh, If you're going to do that, then this isn't going to work out. But she'd go away for a while and then she'd come back. She'd go away for a while and she'd come back. One night, she wasn't there. But I was just, I don't know. I woke up in the middle of the night for no real reason. And um, it was before the baby was born, my youngest. And this, the picture we were looking at earlier up here was actually in a box on my dresser because I was rearranging everything. I had to transition the art corner of my room into a nursery corner. So I was moving everything and I had that one sitting there on a box. And I just woke up in the middle of the night and I didn't really know why. I just was kind of sitting there for a minute. And then I just started seeing a really, really big black mass, just like huge and tall and in robes and stuff. and it was darker than the regular dark of the bedroom. Like it was a blacker than just the plain darkness. And it started over at the doorway, which is on the right-hand side of the room. And it started moving, just kind of like sliding across the floor, going to the left-hand side where the dresser was. And it's taller than the door frames. Like this thing is just huge. And I notice as it's moving that it actually has a white face on it. Again, kind of skull-like, just really long face. It had kind of like a a beak at the end and long jagged teeth coming down on the sides of it. And it had these little black tentacles, just short little stubby tentacles. And they were just like wriggling as it walked across the floor. And it really freaked me out I didn't know what I was seeing I didn't know what it was I kind of like pulled the blankets a little closer to my chest and froze because I I didn't want it to look at me I didn't think it would be a good thing if I were to like make eye contact with it or that it knew that I knew it was there thankfully it did not look at me what it did was it kept going across the room and it across the foot of the bed and it stopped right when I got to the dresser and it bent down to look at the drawing that was sitting there on the dresser it started reaching out one of those tentacles started like growing longer and just reaching out towards the towards the box and I freaked and I just like ducked under the covers and I just like started praying and asking God to take that out of my house because I did not want it there I didn't want to see it Mm -hmm. and then eventually it was morning so This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. 
You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgreen.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgreen.com hauntings. That's wildgreen.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. It wow. did go out of my house, um, but I did see that thing again. Uh, we live in a wooded area, and it was like later, probably like a month or so later, maybe more. I don't really know, but it was. I was taking out the trash at night, and I saw it at through the trees. It was outside of my yard, and that's not really what you want to see when you're taking out the trash at night. I already kind of don't like going outside at night just because I do see so many things, and that was um, one of the things that I saw and. It was looking at me this time. And I was just like, hey, you know, you're, you're really freaking me out. There is a really nice graveyard not too far from here. And <laughs> go if you there. go there, you can haunt that. And then I just don't want you haunting my house anymore. And it did. It, it Well, I, it backed off. Like it literally stepped backwards and just like went off down the street. I'm curious because you mentioned that you're fairly religious. And I'm going to take a leap that, you know, other religious people listening to this might identify some of these creatures as what they think of as demons, the way you're describing, you know, their appearance. Some of them don't necessarily sound like your stereotypical ghost that we hear about. Do you put any credence in that, that these could be demons? Do you believe demons exist, that there are things from like a hellish place that that come to haunt our world. What basket are you putting your eggs in with these supernatural experiences? So I definitely believe that demons exist. And I would classify the really bad ones, like maybe the one in the basement as a demon. I don't think this other thing is a demon. I wondered about the shadow thing in the bathroom. It wasn't on the same level as bad as the one in the basement. So I don't know if it would like meet that same. Maybe there's like tiers of demons. I don't I don't know how that would work, but I definitely believe there are demons. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I was just curious because, you know, most of us don't have these experiences, right? We we can't the only way we can relate to your story is by actually hearing it. And then there will be certain people that hear your stories that go, Oh my gosh, that's what I experienced, yeah. you know, which I, which I think is one of the interesting because yeah. I've felt that way of listening to your podcast in the past. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I see those too. I'm not yeah. crazy. This is awesome. I've always wondered if 
sometimes these entities conform to maybe what our beliefs are to present themselves. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's the unknown. So I think that's why it's important mm-hmm. to gather as many of these stories as we can to try to make sense of all of this. To do our qualitative research project. That's what this is. That's right. Is there anything you want to let our audience know before we wrap up? Like anything you want to promote or talk about specifically? Uh, well, yeah, I, I am an artist. I showed you guys a couple of pieces. Our audience couldn't see those through the um, podcast. But if you do want to see them, you can check out my art page. It's realm.of.inspiration on Instagram. Or you can go to Realm of Inspiration on Facebook. I also have my personal website, which is just www.realmofinspiration.com. I do a bunch of spooky designs. I do, um, I started doing decals now, so I can do like tumblers and stickers, which is pretty cool. And I do t-shirts and hoodies and just, um, yeah, a bunch of great stuff if you want to check it out. Cool. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah, audience, make sure you go and support Riley and check those out. And I also want to let the audience know that I'll be at the Oregon Ghost Conference, which is taking place March the 22nd to the 24th at Seaside, Oregon. They still have tickets available if you want to attend that. They have a ton of speakers and are going to offer some really cool classes. I will be teaching a class on how to start a successful indie paranormal podcast. So if you want to check that out, I think tickets for the class are only like 15 bucks. Um, So you want to do that, you want to meet with me, I'd love to meet some of our fans there. So head over to their uh, website and check that out. Again, that is the Oregon Ghost Conference. And uh, yeah, it's March 22nd through the 24th. Yeah, just signed the contract for that. So I'm excited to get to announce that. Um, Kat and JJ, did you have any, do you guys have anything you want to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, No, I think we're all good. Awesome. We're so boring, (laughs) y'all. We're Um, proud of all of you. We'll be your mom and dad. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. And I'm Riley. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.